Every so often I get the question, how reliable are your products? That's a difficult one to answer now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's easy and it's difficult at the easy same time. Easy and difficult at the same time, yeah. How reliable do you want them to be? <laughs> right. Very. Very, mm -hmm. yes. So here's a simple explanation. If you buy a thing and it's a good working thing and you put it on a shelf, it'll probably work for a very, very long time if you never use it. Assuming the shelf is at room temperature. Oh, right. Humidity control. <laughs> it's yeah. not in the middle right. of a desert. It's not a warehouse at 120. Well, some things <laughs> you do want to be in the middle of a desert. Like, you yeah. know, we put like old aircraft in the desert. That's true. Store them there for 50 years. Well, it years. keeps them for what? Corroding or what? Yeah. yeah. But now let's say you're using it. You're Maybe you're even abusing it. How long does it last in a little adversity in less than ideal conditions? Yeah, well, you know what that reminds me of? Like back in the day, remember the... Anyone who got a sports car, which back in the day, like there were Firebirds and Camaros, I'm talking in the 70s, right? Mm. And at the, at the time they were like higher horsepower, right? But the thing with those cars is like, you like you get into a Firebird that was five years old, right? That, you know, that somebody just beat on the first five years of its life, right? Uh, well, that's what it's made and for. the rear springs were shot, the cars sagged in the back, right? The seats were like barely holding it, holding it. Right. And you could just tell, right? You look at the it when you see- The doors like falling off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything about it was like, just like someone just beat the crap out of it. Because I think it because that car was made to do that. And so, you know, Anyway, you, see, you get my point. It's kind of like it depends on usage case. Well, yeah. It really does on how things – some people stored them. They kept them in the garage. They put 10 miles a year on them. Right. right. Complete opposite. Yeah, it's in perfect condition. Yeah, right. Like window stickers still in window. Yeah, like brand new. Like still smells like new car five years later. You, know? you could get a bit of that sampling bias. Yeah. Right? It depends on the, the market, the, the category, how it's used, who you're asking, and these types of things. But I think with headphones, for the most part, you get a little more uniformity than in cars. People aren't for usually just beating on the thing really hard, throwing it at the wall every morning. Yeah. Well, the classic example is uh, when the GTR first came out, right? Mm. You know, uh, Nissan, you know, they know what they do when they've been building cars for a long time. And they built a sports car, right? And they didn't, for some reason, expect people were just going to take it out and launch them and launch them and launch them and take out transmissions. But they did. It was a bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it is a strange one because you would think. They learned think from it, though. Because they did do changes to improve reliability. I, I just wonder, like in Japan, what were they thinking? Like they, they figure you'll launch it once, maybe a, a month. Just a they must have had trend. a number in mind. Yeah. Like how would this be used? And right. these guys were launching them a hundred times a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's exactly the thing. Typically, a manufacturer is going to make an estimation: how is this going to be used? How long does it need to last? Because you could pretty much make most things last forever, generally. It's just it costs more money. So does it need to last 100 years or 1,000 years or two years or six months? And these are the questions you need to ask. And we could talk about how we design things and what we think is reasonable because, of course, it's hard for us to speak of other manufacturers. But I think it's pretty straightforward. We sell pretty high-priced goods, and as a result, we try to make them as good as we can. We try to make sure that they last. We try to make sure it's the kind of thing you want to have in your life for a long period of time. And that tends to mean it needs to be reliable. You can't be worried about the thing blowing up and breaking on you. Um, so there's a lot of things you could do to help solve these problems and mitigate the issues. But for us, we make almost everything. And this means we design, manufacture, iterate, and whatnot. We have an understanding of the process. Yeah, I think we need to expand on that because uh, if you're not doing this for a living, you wouldn't understand it. But it's kind of like having a built-in feedback loop, right. you know? You, 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 if there is a problem that you see occurring out in the field, right, you go, you go straight to it. We can go straight to it. We can adjust production. We can adjust 
every variable in the headphone we control. And that's as opposed to like, you know, like I could speaker manufacturers and even headphone manufacturers, they use other people's drivers, for example. They're running tweeters or woofers or speakers from that are made by others. So they may not necessarily have the granularity to, you know, that level of control. Things break. They don't know why because they don't design the speakers, right? They could they could give feedback to the, who, the people that do, but it doesn't mean they can solve the problem because maybe well, you hope maybe, who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you got to figure out first of all why is it why did it happen? It's 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 basically a what do you call it? It's a autopsy. It's sure. A, well, it's a process to it. Right. It's not just like you know. And if you see one thing here and there, it's not a biggie. But obviously, when there's a trend, that's what you're trying to avoid in all manufacturing. Is right. Failure trends. <laughs> right. You know. And it is a complicated thing because a lot of times you don't see the issues customers have in the field in your usage. So you need to figure out what happened. And that's actually harder than most people think. A lot of times you could look at someone else's product of failure or whatever and you could say, okay, well, I see that this did happen, but why? Because uh, you don't necessarily know what actually happened. The customer may not tell you the truth because they're trying to get it covered under warranty and they don't want to say, hey, I did this thing that I know I shouldn't have done. Yeah, the feedback isn't always accurate. Right. And, um, you know, and it's going to happen no matter what what the case be. And, and so, yeah, you almost got to be a bit of a, you got to spend the time to be a bit of a sleuth. Yeah. And, you know, and put put on your, uh, what do you want to call it, hat? Your, oh. uh, <laughs> yes. Well, except one time there was one guy. And he's like, yep, uh, my son put a spoon through the driver. And he just set it straight up. It's yeah. like, oh, that is okay. Yeah. That's some solid feedback. Yeah, we had a couple of people that, that said things like that. But yeah. it's yeah. very uncommon. For the most part, people say, oh, I just woke up one day when it was like this. But it's like scratch marks all across the thing and a hole through it. Uh, well, and maybe. I, and you got to believe it. Someone did it. In a lot it. of cases, that's how they perceive it. Right. Like, it is know, possible, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know. I don't know what happened, <laughs> and they probably don't, you know, and that, and, that, and that happens. I mean, you think about it, especially as the product gets more complex, and we always pick on automobiles because it's got yeah. 100,000 moving parts, parts in it, yeah. you know. Any one of them could break at any time. Cust- customer driving a car has no idea why it happened. Of course. Yeah. So, as soon as your ball joint lets go and you're going, you know, into the curb, hmm. you don't know why that happened, even though the wheel is probably like this for six months, but you didn't pay attention to it because it slowly came on and just felt normal. You just get used to it, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the failure occurs, right? And it kind of goes with audio, too. I see that with amplification. Mm-hmm. I see that there are, there are, there can be warning signs, and then sometimes there isn't. Right. And it just depends on how observative the 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 user is you know what i mean and and, and not only that do they need to be i mean i feel right. like me, I mean, i'm thinking to myself <laughs> do i do i need to sit there and worry about this stuff all the time i shouldn't have to. that's a good question and you know? right i agree you you shouldn't have to worry oh. about these things occasionally you get people that are concerned you know there's there's this issue that they're having and they're worried that it's going to cause more damage um for the most part in headphones that's not really a significant concern the complexity is is relatively low there isn't like parts that are exploding inside the headphone because of you <laughs> know, right. perceived yeah. issue yeah uh, right. it's, it's not really a big deal might so. be a slight puff of smoke but well that's where it comes into if you're using it outside it's like design intent aka like you know plugging it into a 200 watt amplifier or something yeah, well, then up. you might have to worry yeah. right you that's got a it different. man's got to know his limitations yeah. yes but as long as you're using it in a reasonable manner and it's not just like deafeningly loud in you know, 180 degree Fahrenheit weather or something, uh, very unlikely you're going to have severe issues. And trouble there is it does depend on the manufacturer of the product, 
their design intent, the customer, the conditions, and all these things. It's complicated, you know? And um, I mean, again, though, we are fortunate that we're, because we produce the product in-house, the drivers and everything, that we're able to compensate and adapt to whatever the marketplace throws at us, mm -hmm. really, you know, in terms of usage. And, but for the most part, I mean, you know, I mean, you think about it, we've got a 10-year history now with headphones. So we've seen 10 years of crazy things, right? Mm -hmm. With everybody, it's not just our headphones, every, everybody. We see people bitching about every, all kinds of stuff. And I get it, you know, it's like, oh, this shouldn't have, this, this shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's so expensive and all that. All the reasons why and the rationale, but the reality of it is, is, that, is that, you know, everything breaks, <laughs> right? I mean, at some point, for, for whatever yeah. reasons, and there may not be any rhyme or reason to it, you know, there's all kinds of reasons. They may be all, but you know, the the real the reality of it is, is how much time can anyone spend on any particular, you know, problem? I mean, I, how do you explain that? How you 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 get something in for repair? The customer says, "Oh, it, it's this is broke." You take a look at it. Service takes a look at it. They determine what's broke, and they fix it. And that's the end of it. Right. It's not well. Let's spend five days and you know look up the history. It's not like aircraft. Right, we well, got to go through like you know with with their yeah, what do you call it? Like ISO certifications and yeah. and yeah, if a part fails in an aircraft, there's probably five weeks of work to trail that part back to the original manufacturer's source. They'll go right down to the raw materials if they have to because there's a right. paper trail for that. Mm -hmm. yeah, but that, we're talking about thousands of people dealing with one problem because they don't want to see it happening because there's thousands of people, there's hundreds of people on a plane that could die if this happens again. That's understandable. We don't have that in audio, right? If an amplifier or something fails, it fails. We fix it and we move on. It's not, you know, and, and until you see a trend, you know, it's not really an issue till it's an issue, I guess, is the best way to explain well, it. Particularly with, like, the 1266, we, like, have a more of, like, a 911 approach where it's, like, there's nothing revolutionary changing. It's minor refinements over time and just keep refining the same thing, not, like, coming out with a vastly different model and, yeah. Starting from scratch again. When it's built for speed, it's built for power. He's talking about a car for the people that are <laughs> oh, unaware. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh yeah. So that could be unclear. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess you're right. But that's, I mean, they've been doing that for 60 years, making the same model, right? Yeah. Refining it, refining it, refining it. All right. Yeah. So they know, you know, the beauty of that is they've, they've, they're weeding out the problems over time. And that, and we talked about this in past videos where you start with, a, if you start from scratch with a whole new design, you also you, start with a whole, whole new, new subset of problems too, right? right? Out, yep. so, I mean, you're gonna run into something. You know, nobody could think of everything in a new design. You try, you try to mitigate that. Yeah, but once it's out in the real world, that's when you find that's out. That's when people, yeah, you find <laughs> yeah. out what, 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 you, what you couldn't think of, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the way it works. And that's the, that's the reality of manufacturing. It's the reality of it. Yes. and. There certainly are a lot of things as a manufacturer you could do to eliminate issues, but you need to understand everything takes time and costs money. So there's a lot of things you could put on protections in place to mitigate issues that you think are very unlikely. Um, so is it reasonable to do that? Is it reasonable to protect against something that you think is one in a million? Because usually it adds cost, complexity, time, effort, and in this case with headphones, a lot of times weight. So you can't really make the bulletproof headphone at a reasonable price because um, it's just there's other issues that get in the way. Well, the thing is, is everything's like we've talked about in the past. Everything's a trade-off. Right. So, okay, let's say you do make something that's bulletproof. Well, I'm sure it's affecting the sound quality. 
And like you said, it's definitely affecting the comfort and weight because now you've got, you know, everything's bigger, heavier, thicker in order to make it bulletproof. It's kind of like they make these bulletproof cars for, you know, right. presidents and stuff yeah, like that. They're super yeah. compromised. How much do these goddamn yeah. things weigh? A like lot. One yeah. of those black SUVs they get, or are they yeah. like 16,000 pounds or something? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they the barely windows work. don't work, you know, they yeah. don't go down, they're super thick, and you can't see through you them. You need special way. tires because it weighs like a bazillion yeah. tons. And it's bulletproof. Right, right. But who the hell wants to drive that around all day long? <laughs> yeah, you need like to upgrade everything to handle the more weight. It gets yeah. terrible fuel economy. Yeah, right. No acceleration. Right. It would be it would be really in the long run, it would be no fun to use. But I mean you're compromising you know? everything for bulletproofness. Right. right. And that's what it was designed to do. Right. That's its design criteria. Who's right. the people in the car must be safe yeah. from quick moving projectiles. <laughs> so it always comes down to as a designer, as a manufacturer, you need to understand how it's going to be used and what you should do to protect it for these use cases. But sometimes you're going to get it wrong, and that's what you see out in the wild. Sometimes you see manufacturers making a product, and they get it wrong. They miss something, or maybe they overbuild it in some manner, and it's a worse product for it, or it's more expensive to make, or something like that. You see this all the time. Almost every product has faults and flaws. And, sometimes and therefore, every, every product can be improved upon. Pretty much always, you could improve almost anything. And... That's a tricky concept because if you don't make everything, uh, a lot of times the consumer doesn't see this side of things. But if you're buying in something, if you're not manufacturing this, or if somebody else is designing for you, yeah. you're working around manufa- faults and flaws well, from another manufacturer. As right, you're, you're dealing with literally thousands of vend- outside vendors. I mean, you know, it depends on the size of the manufacturer, but you're, you're dealing with people, other people making parts for you that you assemble to make the whole, yep. you know? And that's, that's again, that's the way it works, you know? I mean, I think about, I remember once I was laying out, the, uh, uh, just looking at like the cost of like a simple thing like a power cord, because we make cables, right? So you look at the you look at the parts kind of a power cord and people think nothing of it, it's a power cord. It's got a plug on each Yeah, does it cost a dollar yeah, or something? Right, right. But when you make it from scratch, right? I'm talking like the conductors and the insulations and the outer jacket material and spec the twist on it, right? That's the that's printing even, you know. The printing on it, the color of the printing, the type of printing, how it's printed, all the factors. That's just to make the cable, just the cable. Right. Now you've got someone making connectors if you don't make your own, right? Which connectors do you use? How much do they cost? Where do you buy them from? What car are they going to be? Do you how do you strain relief the connector? And I mean, you look at you look at the parts count on something like a power cut and then you got to talk about packaging. And you could be at 15, 16 vendors. To make one power cord, and you're thinking it's like, well, it's one one. But part, people look right? at it and they <laughs> yeah, see a power cord. Yeah, right. it ends. But you don't they don't think about how many people are involved to come together to make the components that make up mm-hmm. that one product. And yeah, it's crazy. Well, can you imagine making something actually complicated like a no. the space shuttle? Well, oh, that's got to be crazy. But you got a million parts. Yeah, and you got to control that yeah. to such and a high level. And they all need to be level. perfect. Yeah. Oh. So I think people are getting it. You yeah. know, where it's like you know you you know you there's there's two. There's 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 two different f- extremes to this, right? You've got <laughs> you've got 
the widgets on one end that just slam out a gazillion of them a year, and if they break, you just give them another widget. Oh, right, Razor And you blades. got ultra high reliability <laughs> on this end, like space shuttles and, and automobiles yeah. and airplanes, where a failure is not acceptable in any in any level, you know? And somewhere between lies the rest of us. Mm. <laughs> right. I think that kind of sums it up. <laughs> vaguely. Yes, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, of course, pros and cons to each approach. You know, it doesn't mean that handing something off to a vendor is bad or good, but it does mean you give up something. You give up some understanding. And sometimes it works out fine because sometimes this manufacturer or vendor has an extreme amount of understanding and they make the product way better than you ever could. But it tends to mean that you have integration issues. Um, so it doesn't always make the product worse, but it doesn't always make it better either. And that's sort of the thing that we face a lot of times in our field. We have people that um, they have expectations and understandings from other manufacturers. And if other manufacturers are doing things differently, you're going to have different issues, different problems, different adversity to face in your manufacturing process. Um, so it's a little strange, but yeah, people always ask, how's reliability, things like that. Yeah. That's a complicated one, but it seems like for the most part, uh, people are basing their assumptions on other manufacturers. And well, their experiences. Their experience, yeah. right. You know, they're, they see they had, they had a headphone from X company fail. Therefore, oh. Therefore, all of them all like of them this. are susceptible fail. to that. Yeah, same. And, right. and you know, I, I get that, but you can't really lump all companies into the same boat. It doesn't work like that, you know. And there are, there are some that have more control over well, their destinies than others. That's I mean, just the way it is. What comes to mind is Apple. They're always held to a higher standard due to higher price and everything. And they make mistakes all the time. And you're like, how are they making it? They, they could throw like 20,000 engineers on designing a button and they still get it wrong from time to time. And right? same with, I mean, they've had problems with Intel chips and, and well, yeah. graphics chips. And again, it's not their fault. Yeah, they don't right. make the chip. Right. You know, they had a falling yeah. out with NVIDIA for over right. a decade now because yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, and it might be their fault. I mean, I guess I mean, at that point, they're pointing a finger at each other. Yeah. It's right? like, you yeah, didn't yeah. heat sink it well yeah, enough. Right. You're overclocking. You're doing this. You're doing that. And then they're like, oh, no, you said we could do that. So you could see where a pissing contest. And it doesn't solve the problem, though. No. In the end, the consumer, us, has a bad laptop or a bad computer right. for it. Right. And it's mm -hmm. bullshit. I mean, you're, we're calling bullshit. It's like this goddamn thing shouldn't have been. I get that. See, right? you I get see that. you have some personal experience here. Yeah. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Right. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, all three of us had our MacBooks fail but in you know, the same way. Yeah. But you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, it seems like the stuff's getting more reliable, isn't it? Like you see well, less of that. Yeah. Well, they're, they're doing everything in their own design now. You know? Yeah. They're changing what fails because yeah. of the dramatic differences in manufacturing. Yeah. But yeah, to summarize, we tend to think that things shouldn't fail when feasible. And we anytime don't want we, them to. of course, anytime we see something with an issue or a failure, we try to figure out why it failed, what we could do to prevent it in the future. And sometimes the answer is you can't do anything to fix this. Yeah, sometimes right. that's just the there truth. There is no answer. But sometimes you figure out some a little additional insight, and you could use this to improve the product in the future and make sure this doesn't happen again. What's well, the most important thing you can do as a manufacturer is con continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's important, and it you know it it's ultimately why we just announced our ten year warranty a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. That was the whole idea of it. We're saying we're so you know confident of our current designs that when you buy a brand new headphone, you get ten year warranty on it. Yeah. And we could do that when we we feel very confident we could do that because because we know we have 10 years get the our data. 10th anniversary <laughs> yeah we have the data we, we we can see the trend and we, we know that our products are 
quite reliable out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're space shuttle reliable. Oh, well. But <laughs> Actually, that depends had some, on your perspective. That, that also had Well, that's true. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's true. Yeah, But there, there you have it. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, I hope that answers questions on that front. Uh, email us. Call us if you need anything. Thank you for watching. Thumbs us up. Take care.